Right. Hello. Yeah. Go Welcome on. Start, everybody. Start. Yeah. Is that, is that how you start? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. We're all in. <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah, very cash. I I'm, like it. It's got a hungover brain, so I mean, everyone's got a hungover brain. I don't actually. I don't get hungover, and I didn't drink that much last night, honestly. Uh, mm. one of these I don't get hungover mm-hmm. guys. Bro, I'm 26. I don't get hungover. Oh fuck! Well, give it four years, <laughs> and you'll feel. Can I ask how, how old are you? 42. 42. Yeah, yeah. parks on visit on us, man. Yeah. Then. 39? Fuck off. I'm 33. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You have a cream shirt with button up top. You look like yeah. you're 30. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, both you guys look 40. So, yeah, I, do I look like I'm 26? No. Exactly. No. exactly. But it's hard to tell with the browns. Uh, it is. With the yeah. beards and yeah. like we're, we're chunky as well. Yeah. Some of us. I mean, you'll look like this for another 30 years. And, yes. Say. I think that's yeah. how dudes age. We age to a number. Yeah. We stay like that for the next 15 years and then. Oh, totally. After man. that, yeah. It's like once you hit 35, you start to feel the decay. And then from 40, everything just goes to shit. What time? We're, we're, let's just, we're started. We're, let's well, just let's, keep, let's no. introduce on, the let, guests. Oh, oh no, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yep. They can figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. For sure. <laughs> introduce me. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Game of Life with Dan and Herman. We have special guest today. He's a funny guy. He's a funny American dude. Dan, would you introduce our guest, please? Go ahead. Mike Goldstein. Well, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Is this called Game of Life? Game yeah. of Life, yes. Is it like a Squid Game scenario? Yeah, well, Squid Game, no. <laughs> Imagine that, a podcast where everyone, someone dies. Red light. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I'd watch the shit out of that. Do, have you watched Mr. Beast's video? Uh, uh, where he created the same show? Yeah. Oh, fuck, that was interesting. But no one dies. No one dies, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Sucks. It'll be What are the cool. stakes then if no one dies? Uh, money? Yeah. Yeah. I think he gave away half quarter million. Did he? Yeah, I think so. I could be wrong. Maybe like more or less. Yeah. So, but he does give away that big mom. Big did he, he only did the red light, green light game. I guess the other ones you can't really feasibly reenact. No, there were there were a bunch of tasks. They had to crawl some bridges, uh-huh. some tasks and stuff. Yeah. He's doing good shit, man. 200 million subscribers, Mike. Could you imagine that? I don't know. I, I think it's going to come out. He's got some fucked up he's history. he's gonna come up with that sign of yeah. illuminati and yeah, like dude. i was i was the one yeah i'm the guy who created bitcoin he's, yeah he's <laughs> draining children of their adrenochrome or yeah. something and you know cloning himself yeah right yeah. yeah bro you know what his problem is at this moment what's that his problem is that companies can't pay him enough uh-huh. because his videos generate so much views right that's his problem if company comes up to him is like you know we want to um, you know, want you to add us. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. He said, they can't pay me enough because my videos are so much more than they could ever pay me. Uh-huh. So that's his problem. Man, what a problem. What a problem to have, right? Yeah. You guys you guys will be there soon. <laughs> Game of life, you know, um, it'll take off. You you think so? Uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I feel like taking off is a very interesting subject like do i want this to take off or are we doing this for the fun of it then what do you think you're doing i'm doing it for the fun of it fun of it yeah Yeah. it's fun it's fun it's enlightening but then you keep uh that cynical part alive in yourself i like to dan hates that dan hates cynicism oh great well i'm probably the wrong guest for you (laughs) i know are you a cynical (laughs) person like yeah very yeah, I'm a cynical and hopefully a humorous way. Right. I've recently tried to be 
less negative mm-hmm. about shit. Um, but cynical and I, you know, I get compared to Larry David a lot. Larry the, David. Yeah, my general life outlook. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, hopefully cynical in a way that translates to comedy. Right. Yeah. Take us back. Take us. It, it, is it? It's weird then. Mike's accent to me is very comfortable uh-huh. because I grew You've up. You've had issues with Australian comedians. It's not. It's now. not. I have issues. <laughs> That's wrong. Yeah. Fucks, fucks issues. Yes. No, let's explore <laughs> yes, this. Yes. Let's. Let's. Yeah. Let's explore it. Yeah. yeah. I don't have issues. Look, I grew up in India for first seventeen years of my life. Uh-huh. I was eighteen when I got here. Right. Yeah. I grew up in being influenced by American cinema, comedians, Russell uh-huh. Peters, Dave Chappelle's of the worlds. Right. Yeah. So that accent to me is very comfortable. It's like, oh yeah, I'm home. Man, it's bizarre because, I mean, you as well would have grown up with American pop culture. Yes, of course, yeah. And it's even like when I try and watch, even though I've lived here for, what, 15 plus years. Well, When I try and watch an Australian movie, like I watched the horror film Talk to Me the other day. I don't know. Oh, yeah, 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 with the hand, right? With the possessed hand, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I... It's just an Australian film made in Adelaide, but I was like, I, what are they saying? Like, I, I thought I've acclimated, After but I'm like, years. yeah, I was like, we need to put on subtitles. Right. I don't know what the fuck they're saying, dude. And it was, yeah. And so, I mean, even after that long, it's still jarring to hear the Australian accent in pop culture. It is. Yeah. Me, I remember being here and I was listening to radio on somewhere and this lady says, work harder. Not smarter. Yeah. And it's like, what? Yeah. What'd you say? Yeah. And it was so bizarre too. It's like, huh. But it's interesting. What do you think about Australia? What, what are your thoughts on Australia? I mean, I love it here. I, I've stayed because it's, you know, really, I, I warmed to it immediately. And then, you know, I mean, if you want the full story. And first I'll say, like, in terms of background, as a brown dude here and as a ginger man yourself. <laughs> um, he is ginger. Ginger. Bit. Yeah. Really. Okay, what did you say, Ginger? Well, strawberry blonde. <laughs> strawberry blonde, sure. That Why are you blushing, better, though? Yeah. Why are you blushing? I don't know. <laughs> he's not blushing. He's just a ginger. He's always that color. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 But my background is my mom's Sri Lankan. Oh, wow. And my dad's mm. a redheaded Jew. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel I feel like I home. feel both for you guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, I see you know? what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, this feels like home. How is being uh, raised by a brown mom? I mean, great food, amazing. Uh, the she's still. I mean, we all. She calls you where you at. Yeah, checks up on you all the time. Man, that's such a brown mama thing. Yeah, totally, dude. Right? What did you call her? Did you call her mom? M O M. Yeah, I mean, she had already lived in America twenty years by the time I arrived. So yeah, so she. Had acclimated in that sense, but yeah, she's. I don't know. What do you call your mom? Uh, well, we call her Mama. All right. <clears throat> it sounds weird, but it, again, it's like I said, Ma, hey, Ma, what's up? Yeah. I wouldn't say like that. It's like, well, of course, I'm, I'm North Indian, yeah. Punjabi, right? Yeah. So I just call her Mama right. with the with the. With a big gap in between. Right. I call yeah. your mom every weekend. <laughs> All, right. All right. We're off. Um, no. Oh, he's cracking the knuckles. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. So I, what do I like about Australia? It's the polar opposite to America in terms of safety. Absolutely. Uh, the It was a kind of a... A novel thing to be an American in stand-up 
still is, I'd say, uh, in this country, right? Mm. Like how many American comics in Australia can you name just off the top of your head? No. None? I can't. Yeah. I mean, Arj is probably the big one. Arj That's Barker. right. Yep. Mm. You Arj don't know? Barker? No. Oh, really? No. Oh, shit. You I'm are, new to comedy. You are 26, though. Well, also, I've been here six, seven years, let's say. Okay. Yeah. Right. It's so funny. Arj Barker's been here so long that I don't, I've forgotten that he's American. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, yeah. There's Tommy Dean in Sydney. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm just naming the other Americans I know in the country. Uh, but yeah, Arj, like a dude who moved from San Francisco, mm. found a huge following here yeah. and then just stayed. He lives in Melbourne now. Wow. He was in Noosa or something. No, Byron Bay. And was with it. I don't know. I'm giving Arj's life history now because I'm, I'm sick of talking <laughs> about my own. <laughs> Anyways, he stayed forever. And then but just off the back of being able to sell out theaters. Here right. And not so in America. Mm. Whereas me, my comedy career kind of started here you know so i just it's i'll go back and do gigs in the states but then here is is where all the work is for me right yeah how do you rank american comedy versus australian comedy it's a very again negative or a cynical thing to say but just just so we can talk about it i mean for I sake of conversation i mean you just framed it in a negative <laughs> and cynical i did way. actually I yeah did. versus <laughs> yeah yeah you do that a lot uh, yeah. Thank you. yeah but it's not I mean, and this sounds a bit lofty, but with uh, Instagram, TikTok, it's it's a global stand-up style, mm. right? You know, I don't think there's things that are necessarily specific to American comedy that you're not going to see in an Australian comedy club. Mm. I mean, they talk about race way more in the States. Like, right. that is huge, mm. you know? Whereas here, you mentioned race, and people are like... Ooh, you know, like tighten up immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, in the States, uh, the R word is back in comedy clubs. Yeah. I noticed I was just over there and I was like, everyone's yeah. just saying it again. And so if anything, Australia is behind the times, you know, right. bring yeah. it back. Don't you think? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't you think that I would imagine people would be laid back and relaxed given that it's a thing in Australia that's Australian culture you know relaxed uh, chilled people laid back people yeah. don't you think it should be more prominent here being relaxed versus being in state what do you think that is it's more laid back in America oh here it should be I would imagine it should be here because that's the right. culture or the norm here yeah I mean I think that's a false dichotomy to say Australians are laid back I mean anyone who was in Melbourne over the past five years, years yeah knows it's the not most laid back unlaid back strict <laughs> right yeah society mm-hmm. liberal society dude on the planet well in a western sense wow. um yeah so i mean and there's my take on it is that australia on a from a worldwide perspective uh knows that they're kind of seen as this backwater racist country right hmm. and so reflexively they overcompensate by um, being as progressive as possible in a lot of aspects, mm. right? So what you mean? You guys didn't know I was this smart, did no, you? No, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> or we're just asking you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've done plenty of stand-up in both countries, and I think funny is funny, and it, it will hopefully land. Uh, American crowds are 
in a cliche sense, way more vocal and uh, out for a good night. Whereas I've done so many shows in Australia where it's just people with arms crossed, like make me laugh, cunt, you know? So mm. yeah, it, there's, there's a slight difference with that. And it's, it's, there's so many variables with comedy. It just depends on the night and the crowd. Right. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me ask you this change bit of uh, premise of this. Um, how long you said you've been here? 15, 15 years? Yeah, said? more, probably closer to 20 at this point. Well, okay. Yeah. Um, how old were you when you got here? 24? 24. 20, yeah. Wow. Um, oh, 23. Yeah. Something like 23, that. 24. Yeah. Did you struggle with sense of home initially? No, I'd always kind of traveled a lot i mean uh right. left home when i was 18 and just like was backpacking forever was in london staying with my sister for for uh, at least a year and then um yeah i i think y you do get homesick in terms of uh missing you know the guys i grew up with and stuff but i grew up in kansas which kansas. i don't know what you guys know about kansas but it's like midwest super boring not mm. a lot going on and it's one of those states that everyone gets out of i mean if you don't get out of in the first few years after high school you're Can't there forever out. yeah wow yeah okay. so it's like a country town yeah yeah right it's definitely it's right in the middle of america it's it's i guess <clears throat> most of it is regional you know there's one or two biggish cities but mm. yeah so i was happy to get out and then you know just go back and visit when i can mm. yeah the only thing i know about kansas is dorothy from wizard of oz oh, from yeah. kansas That's yeah well, i get that a lot <laughs> yeah, yeah. click your heels go back yeah. to kansas yeah. yeah yeah you'd know other things about kansas superman Superman's from Kansas? Yeah, Smallville. Smallville's oh, in Kansas. Okay. Surely you've heard of the Kansas City Chiefs recently. No. no. Patrick Mahomes. Man, so much catching on in the world we need to do, man. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Wizard of Oz is like 100 years old. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Never watched it. No, dude. Somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> oh, Classic, man. bro. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a friend. His name's Steve. Shout out to Steve. Uh, he asked me, he said, have you watched, ever watched Matrix? I said, no, bro. I haven't watched Matrix. And he tripped balls. I said, I can't believe you exist in this world but yeah matrix what so what's your pop culture what did you what well, are you into <sighs> fuck that's a very weird question man yeah i, I don't know I'm, I watch, I'm, I'm doing what? the interviewing now dude <laughs> no it's just fine yeah. I, I think his we i have so much my own indian shit as well and i'm mm. not talking about hollywood never been a big fan of it mm. grew out of it but some series and some inspirational stories, stories about life, stories about philosophy. Yeah. I was a kid watching Discovery Channel. And I didn't watch Cartoon Network. So my fascination's towards that side. Right. So mm, that's my pop culture. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Was it boring? A boring answer? Uh, so it wasn't <laughs> to it, it's not, not boring. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, so, no. Yes. It's, it's good, man. Like it's it shows that I'm jealous of the fact that you have probably a shit ton of, of shows and movies to catch up on absolutely i'm watching this series called aspirants it's about it's an indian series tvf uh -huh. um they make amazing um actors who are not part of main hollywood uh, bollywood industry uh -huh. um those guys are making series on being an ias officer yeah um so how you prepare for it how it's the most difficult exam 
in the whole subcontinent of India yeah. and how they prepare for it and what the life is about. So those kind of things mm-hmm. um, about the culture. Now I'm going back to it. So yeah. stuff like that. That's my pop culture. So cool. Again, um, yeah. so much. I'm like, I have my foot in this world and this world. So again, if I don't get the references, that's why. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. And you? Star Trek. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some. Yeah. 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 What's uh, the most recent Star Trek? It's been a while, hasn't it? Um, so it's come back. Yeah. Um, so they rebooted the franchise of new series back in 2017, but none of them are good. Right. That was it, the Christopher Pine ones? Uh, that was in 2009. Oh, shit. Those were there with the movies. So yeah. they released the movies. Yeah. And then they released more series. Right. Okay. But none of the series are good. Yeah. Because Star Trek was always about um, philosophy, right? Yeah. And, you know, holding up a lens essentially to whatever was happening in the world. Yeah. Mm. It was striving for a better future and a a utopic future. Uh And, you know, so there were basically moral plays. Yeah. And the new series has just lost all that. Ah. Mm. The philosophizing and the moral stories aren't there anymore. It's just action. All right. So, yeah. Yeah. What, what they've, you- they've, you know, gone to the lowest common denominator. Okay. Hmm. Okay. What, what, you just what, zoned out there for like I did. No, I, no. Didn't, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't. That's all right. But I've never, here's the thing, I've, I've never watched this. I wouldn't understand it. So maybe, never really, I don't think I have the time and the effort to go through all oh God. that series. No. Why not? It would take years, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Years? I mean, what? It goes I think they made about... Uh, so of all the different incarnations back in the, well, including the 60s mm-hmm. and then the sort of early to late 90s and then the early 2000s, it's like five, t- five TV series, 10 movies um, with something over like 800 episodes. Right. Over the entire series. Whole series? Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. 800. Jesus, man. Well, here's so what look. you do. You guys each get each other to watch whatever your favorite thing is from each genre mm. right so you go wrath of khan or something yeah. and then you go star trek yeah no <laughs> no well you watch he makes you watch wrath of khan yeah, but okay. you get him to watch you wouldn't understand different languages so it's well they have thing called subtitles, subtitles. <laughs> no people think they would understand subtitles it's so it's like listening to a russian series it's so yeah sophisticated that words in oh, English. so you're saying your his is too well, sophisticated. For you. So that <laughs> languages, a, not okay. the series. The well, languages. you you could sit down with me and watch it and translate the entire thing mm. for me. There you go. You, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine doing that? Yeah, do it as a podcast app. <laughs> oh man, actually, we could do a podcast off that. Uh, and what did you grow up watching, Mike? Oh, uh, I mean, like the. Huge movies from my childhood, Back to the Future, was massive, right? Yeah. Just always on repeat. Uh, was a horror dork from an early age, like, because that was like prime Friday the 13th, right. Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Halloween. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I guess just Americana shit. I didn't really, wasn't even aware of world cinema or anything outside of. Right. What was being produced in America. So how does young Mike get into comedy then? Oh, uh, Steve Martin was probably the first kind of gateway comedian into like 
watching comedy uh saturday night live was a massive part of like my dad loved the show so i'd watch it with the old man and then jim carrey seeing him do stand up to about 200 people at the university of kansas when i was 12 years old was like a pretty defining moment and he was on a show called In Living Color. I don't think it yeah. was ever. Was it on here? Ever? I've heard of the series. Yeah. I've seen clips, but I don't think it was right. ever here. He was the token white guy yeah. on an all-black show, mm-hmm. uh, the Wayne's Brothers like sketch comedy show. Right. And we would watch that every week. So that was kind of uh, it was sketch comedy to begin with, SNL, and then kind of old Steve Martin stuff, and then Jim Carrey, and then, yeah, just from there, obsessed with it. Wow. Yeah. So what made you decide you want to move to Australia? Uh, Just ended up here traveling and then met a girl in Sydney. She was from Perth, went over to Perth, that fizzled out, stayed in Perth for a while, went back to the States, came back to Australia to finish a degree, was a lawyer. Lawyer? Yeah. Talk to us about that. Shed some light. Oh, it sucks. It sucks? Yeah. Well, do you guys have degrees? No. No, nothing? Nothing. What? No, Your no. mom must be so disappointed, dude. <laughs> well, yeah. It, they're already disappointed in general. Yeah. If I don't, and if we don't, and did you have a pressure to do that? Not From? a pressure, an expectation <clears throat> for sure. I don't, yeah, sure. and I don't know if the pressure was necessarily there. They were, they, you know, paid for my education. Right. But since that, since being a lawyer, I lasted two years as a lawyer. And then um, when I told them I was quitting and, you know, pursuing show business full time, they said, we're happy as long as you don't ask us for money. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. of course. And that Fair. lasted two, week, two weeks. Yeah. I and then, no, I haven't ever. So, like, that's one thing yeah. that I was able to make the pivot without resorting to hitting <clears> them up for money. So... Yeah, I mean, being a lawyer is billable hours, and uh, it's you have to define six-minute increments of your day, right, to charge out to the clients. And I was uh, working for giant insurance companies, taking down the little guy. So you know, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Man. Yeah. So you know, I've always had a deep-seated evil in me. To uh, you seen? Yeah, you seen this. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I see some evil, yeah. In there. See yeah. some darkness. Uh, sure, in yeah. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, what else do you want to know? Being a lawyer is like I pivoted from one profession, lawyers that are bitter alcoholics, into <laughs> comedy, which is all bitter alcoholics. So, here we are. So, how are you going then? Good. Yeah, I'm not doing living the dreams. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like I have my days totally free. And just do comedy at nights, you know, try and write during the day. It's right. pretty sick. How do you support yourself during comedy? During comedy? Yeah. Well, you take gigs that you don't want to take. I found hosting. Like I was uh, pigeonholed as an MC for years, which is fine. You know, like it's a definite skill set in comedy. But um hosting gigs means you're there all night and it's it's crazy even bitch about you know the workload in comedy because it is the easiest job in the world um but emceeing pays so like you would just take as many mc gigs as possible and then i was doing mining tours through wa where it was like six weeks of going to mine sites and doing gigs at 7 p.m at night and then 7 a.m in the morning for the night shift workers yeah was it 7 a.m. 
comedy. Yeah, outside in a desert. Mm. Yeah, was it a tough gig? <laughs> yeah. Like a weird gig? Oh yeah. How was your response? Like, how was your experience? Awful. <laughs> did did you actually like people enjoyed it or was it? Why would someone? I would not it? want to see a comedy show at seven. It's seven a.m. Right? No. no. Well, they clock off at like five thirty a.m. and then they're just it's their you know nighttime as it were you know they just oh, want to yeah. like they just want to have go a to sleep yeah well and they just before that though they just want to have a drink and they're you True. know all just having cigarettes and like sitting in the in the mess and then all of a sudden you're there with a microphone in the corner like going uber's weird <laughs> and they're like what the fuck is going oh, on yeah. right now so yeah i mean some of the 7 p.m shows were good because they're so hard up for entertainment they're living in the middle of the Absolutely, desert and they yeah. work and say an hour is it's some of the roughest looking dudes I've ever seen in my life, right? And then some of those shows were good, you know? It depends on the camp. Some of them were a, a dry mess, which means no alcohol, and they were tougher, right? Mm. Um, but then the ones that allowed alcohol, definitely a better show. But none of the 7 a.m. gigs were, were fun. Wow. Did yeah, you have any uh, mind-specific jokes yeah i would have this would have been 2011 so I, i'm not sure i remember but there would have been just making fun of whatever camp it is or they loved it when you you shit on the company bhp billetin or you know whatever conglomerate they're working for um and you know on those camps they love the more sexist joke the better so <laughs> Had plenty of that in my arsenal. Yeah. Still do. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever try to play around and put, try to push the boundaries here as we just talked like Melbourne is? Um, I'm never consciously trying to push boundaries. I just write what I think is funny. Yeah. And then if it gets a massive groan when I'm on stage, I'm like, I guess that pushed a line. I did a joke last night and a lady in the second row goes, that's not funny. And I was like, well, the crowd just laughed. So, I mm. mean, I think it's a little funny, right? right? And then she goes, no, not funny. And I go, okay. So, but all those jokes I did about homeless people before were fine. <laughs> and then the crowd like was all just laughing at her. <laughs> and it's just, you know, people obviously cherry pick what they think is offensive. Um, but yeah, I think my humor is skewed in a way where I've been like just totally oversaturated in comedy for so long that mm -hmm. for me to find something funny, it has to be maybe a little dark or uh, just, uh, yep. <clears throat> enough to get a response. I'm not looking for a groan or like an ooh, but it's just my punchlines seem to go that way sometimes. Right. So I feel like when I saw your show, yeah, you and Sammy Shah stood out to me as like, man, I like these guys. I don't know why. I just gravitate towards that. Okay. Maybe that's my comedy. Or that's my taste. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you like the brown in both of us. Well, well that's But true. he's you <laughs> Stanny. Well, it doesn't matter. It's <laughs> okay. same to me. Yeah. How did you even know you were half Sri Lankan? Oh, I right. didn't actually. Yeah. Did I talk about it in that show? Oh, uh, I don't remember. Yeah, maybe not. No, I think yeah. you had some Jewish jokes. If I could, yeah, faintly, it's been a while. Remember, Dan? It was was it our first time? May, comedy may basement been, was yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, it would have been Cal's basement gig. Comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah basement. Comedy. Oh, you came yeah. to the basement. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, recently, this was a while ago. <sighs> was the room still? I think it was. Maybe it was early. 
No, so that they didn't do the new um, the new setup, the new setup. Mm-hmm. So it would have been late last year, late last year, yeah, yeah. late last year, <clears throat> November before the trip, right? Before yeah, be, yeah, before, before our Cairns trip, yeah, yeah. right. Mm. Our yep. company takes us on trips to Cairns. Oh, you guys work together? Yeah, yeah. we work together. What's the job? Oh, fuck, don't ask, man. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's it. We work in logistics. Okay. Well, I don't anymore. Oh yeah, he changed. The thing. reason why we went out last night is because I've changed over to a new role. Oh yeah, so that was Dan's last day at that place so yeah. we just hung out and uh, had a bunch of drinks and got smashed oh, at, nice. D- at dayton brewery which is yeah good yeah but yeah. he got offended tell that story oh, tell the story because i, I want to get, get mike's i want to get mike's opinion, opinion on, on it yeah okay. yeah we'll talk we'll talk about your comedy career in a second. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> here's what happened me dan and one of our friends are sitting there we're smoking cigarettes right yeah and there's there was a massive sign that says do not smoke but i was like eh i don't go fuck my mistake. Cool. I get it. Yeah. And I just uh, used the glass, uh-huh. whiskey glasses, uh-huh. and you as, as an ashtray. My mistake. I get it. Yeah. But the owner comes up and he's picking up the glasses, stands there firmly, said, "Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah." And it's like, like I apologize, man. I'm sorry. You're outside. It's outside. You're outside. outside. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. it's not inside. I'm not crazy. Yeah. And it's like outside where, what, what's the word? Um, Veranda. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Veranda Beer or garden. tomato, tomato. Yeah. And he he was intense, man. Yeah. And I got in like a fight punch. I was like, oh, here comes something. <laughs> and I changed. I was like, okay. Yeah. I was like, and he's like, really? Yeah. And I was like, man, do you want me to wash the glass? I'll wash the glass, bro. I was like, yeah. No. It's like, really? He kept saying really. And it's like, man. Yeah. And he, just... Yes, can't get over it. I don't know why. My mistake. Yeah. Full accountability. I was in the wrong. But I was like, and then you say something along the lines of, "Oh, I think he should leave." Yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah, said like, uh, it was closing. Any the, closing the place was anyways. closing anyway. Ah, yeah. right. So this is yeah. like what one a.m. No, 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 no. They close pretty eleven thirty. Oh, yeah, so ten thirty. About ten thirty. Ten thirty. Ten thirty. And I was as sober as I am right now. Was it busy? Was there a lot of people? No, nope. no. Just three of us. Huh. I mean, in the dark when they turned off the lights off the rand and the front. Yeah. I mean, the really, really is just like, he could have just been like, dude, obviously no smoking here. And, he and I was like, like, look, Mike, yeah. apologize, man. I'm sorry. I know yeah. I'm an asshole. I get it. Sorry. Yeah. I wonder but, he, again. but he didn't let it go. It didn't he let, let it, it go. He wanted to, it's like, man, I yeah. felt his resentment towards me. As like, Were you immediately standoffish or were you just like, oh, man, sorry. No, I was like sitting it. like this and it was, it was yeah. like, bro, I'm, I apologize. I'm sorry. Yeah. We three of us apologized to him yeah. four times. And he yeah. said, really? Kept saying really. And uh-huh. it just got to my head. I can't let it go now. Yeah. I and mean, again, don't get me wrong. Um, my mistake. I agree. I take accountability for it. But yeah. still. I don't know why then he's probably got a pi- he's probably got a picture of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You reckon? Yeah, I reckon you're banned. Yeah, that's fine. He's putting cigarettes out on it. Right <laughs> he doesn't even smoke. He took yeah, scanning the DNA, looking for who he's supposed. Yeah, that's, I don't care. That's yeah. fine. Uh, I don't know. What's the question? Are you in the wrong? Is he in the wrong? Oh, I, I am think, in the. Yeah, you're in the wrong, but uh, he could have handled it differently. And yeah, it's it's. I get though. Hospitality workers hate everybody. He was the owner though. Yeah. He was the owner. He How was do you in, know that? Oh, he was the owner because <coughs> yeah. he greeted us and he was, well, let's say manager or owner. Yeah. I'm pretty sure from how manager. he was running or how he's managing, I, it was the owner. Yeah. Could tell. I mean, my, I would side with a hospitality worker, but not being maybe that 
dickish about it. <coughs> yeah. It was very dickish about yeah. it. But anyways, I don't. Why, no, mm. no need to bring that up. But um, anyways, talk to me. I was wondering. Talk to me about your first gig. My first gig. First gig. And how do you deal with um, bombing? Did you ever bomb? All the time. Yeah. It's part of it. It's part. Yeah, it's part of the experience. Yeah. Toughens you up. Trying to build a new show at the moment, and it's right. like I'm in open mics five nights a week just running new material and just eating shit half the time and you know i'm in my 40s now and everyone else is under 25 and i'm like what am i doing here dude like this it's a young man's game right, right. and it's part of the process though i'd rather just bomb with new at some shitty open mic than you know at a paid gig on a friday or saturday um so yeah bombing sucks but when you're bombing with new material it's part of it when you're bombing with old material and the crowd just hates you, that's right. like, I, I think you can, you develop a thick skin surely over the years, but that shit still, you know, hurts. Oh, mm. of course, man. Mm. Cause it's a room full of strangers, like collectively deciding mm. they don't like you. Right. Right. And it's not you, it's your act. Mm. And that's the hard thing to separate. Except, Yeah. Yeah, it's right. like hate my act, sure, but like these people are like, man, this fucking, it's just <laughs> hate you, dude. So it's, um, eh, I mean, you can blame the room. The hardest thing with a bomb is if you get up and eat shit with tried and true material, and then you're like, oh, it's the room, and then the next act gets up and destroys and consolidates. It makes up for what? Well, they just consolidate your bomb. All right. Right? If I the see. next act gets up and bombs as well, Ooh, you're like, it is the room. Yeah. But if they get up and they're like, oh, it could be done. Hmm. So that's that's when a bomb is bad. Right. Yeah. When it's old material and a, you can't blame anything but yourself. Right. And everyone has off nights. Of sure. course. Yeah. yeah. There's nights you can't connect. Sometimes there's a bit of crowd work that goes wrong. Like, I'll tell you guys this story. I... uh it used to have a bit where I would ask, like, oh, if you had one wish, any wish, what would it be, right? Because it's interesting to ask a random person that. Uh, usually they'll just say money or, you know, something. And uh, it's, to me, better crowd work question than saying, you know, what's your name? What do you do? Mm. I ask that question. There's a married couple in the front row. I say to the husband first, I go, sir, if you had any wish, what would it be? And he goes, I wish I had a yacht. I wish I had a huge boat that I could just fish on all day. I'm like, all right. And I turn to his wife and I say, ma'am, if you had one wish, what would it be? And she said, I wish there was a, what? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. She goes, I wish there was a cure for our daughter. <laughs> oh okay oh fuck yeah 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 okay yeah yikes <laughs> and the fucking room the energy disappeared the vibe shifted in a split second right of course from this fun comedy show to this grim reminder of our Death. mortality yeah. yeah and so i just go back to the guy and i go uh, do you want to change your answer <laughs> oh shit yeah oh shit yeah and he goes uh <laughs> He goes, I wish I could go back to two minutes ago. And I go, still not a cure for your daughter. <laughs> Jesus, dude. And then the rest of the gig sucked. Oh, goes, yeah, wow. Yeah. So I've been thinking about trying to even tell that story on stage. But even relaying the story, it's like, oh. It's funny, Mike. Oh, it is funny. That's yeah. some good stuff. You, use yeah. it. Yeah. Use it. Be, be cocky about it. Be cocky about telling the I story. I know. You want to be cocky about it, but you also, I think, want to give uh, weight or gravity to her response. Not be like... Because in, in, to the comedian's brain, he 
did the right thing. He like kept it light and fun. I wish I had a yacht, you know? Mm. And then, but then she was earnest in a way that dragged mm. it down into reality when everyone's there for a night of escapism, right? Right. So, well, really, that's her fault, right? Yeah. We'll see. But that's how you can't play it. <laughs> to me, it's like, you know, why would she fucking say that? But I don't think in relaying the story, you can't have it be like what the fuck you yeah. know yeah you got to be like holy shit <laughs> wow. so yeah it's 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 in the telling i think but yeah i was thinking while they're telling about stories of bombing as i look man the show name of the show is game of life and we would talk, like to talk to people get some advice from people who are much older than us and have much more life experience than us um, during the times where it gets tougher, it gets difficult, where it gets dark. How Much it, older. He's 39. I'm 33. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 47. Um, what what pulls you through, man? What pulls you through? What what makes you want to keep doing this? Doing comedy? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I guess uh, I've had some opportunities over the past couple of years that have like kind of reinvigorated the the um drive to do new material and solo shows there's people kind of coming out to see me and i feel like i was coasting for a while of just like you know i had a solid 45 minutes to an hour um that i could rely on and then once people see you if they come back and see you and you're doing the exact same shit they're gonna be like well why would we come back and see him again mm -hmm. so that and then I mean, social media, it sucks, but it does drive competitiveness right. and um, putting yourself out there. Gets your eyeballs. Oh, yeah. Gets your attention. Dude, I was like uh, one of the last holdouts. I refused to post any clips. Um, didn't know how to do it. Didn't know how to subtitle shit. You know, all that. Right. I've farmed out all that work. But it's like as soon as I started posting clips, you know, like you mm. do see a response. Yeah, some of it's negative. I try not to read the comments. If a clip takes off and you're reading the comments, you'll lose faith in humanity yep. so quick. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think it's for me, the essence of it is thinking of a joke during the day, no matter how stupid it is, telling it that night and getting immediate feedback. Right. Right. Mm. That feeling or that outlet of creativity is unrivaled. Right. I think in any other performing art, it's you you don't have that, you mm -hmm. know. So, yeah, I mean, that's a that's a big part of it. And then it's trial and error. Like I said before, just write, write jokes and then see if they work and if they don't. They and don't. I think comedy ha as a art form has the quickest feedback because it's very instant. Yeah. Very as soon as you stop talking the microsecond, you know that if it works and if it doesn't work. 100 percent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, that's an aspect of it that has kept me going, I guess. And then now the challenge of trying to write, which is insane, but the model in Australia and in the UK is generating a new hour yeah. a year. Mm. In the States, you just do a special once every three or four years, if right. that. And then it's a challenge. And I think, you know, I'm working towards trying to have a new 45, at right. least by March. <laughs> So I've got a new 15 I'm pretty happy with. And so we'll see if we can squeeze out that extra 30. Do you have a safe space of friends or people you can say anything? And people are like, Mike, you cannot say that. Yeah, I think most comics. <laughs> well, the comedy community is like that. Right? Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, like I do a podcast. Have you had Nick Capper in? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Nick. Uh, 
Capper, yeah, you could say anything to his dumb face and, you know, see how he reacts. <laughs> and, um, yeah, Ben Knight is another dude. Yeah, yeah. just comics. Love Ben Knight. Comics in general, I mean, they know the process and, you know, we're, we're all just, you know, fucking dipshit joke writing you know monkeys but right. it's like yeah i feel like you, there's very few comics you find mm. people with similar sensibilities um i'm not gonna find you know someone a 20 year old who's performing at, at you know pub shows uh to run my material past, right right True. so you find kind of like-minded people that uh know the end result is just trying to get a laugh out of something you know so yeah i i don't starve for um approval not approval for sounding boards you right. know for people to bounce ideas off of mm. yeah yeah there's what's the comedy festival like for you specifically in melbourne what's it like yeah like what because it's a sprint right yeah, a, it could be a very tough month as well if no one's coming to your show. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's a, I mean, I've heard it framed as a trade show before. Mm. It's you know everyone's like floating their hour and and uh, it's I've run the full gamut of it from being at trades hall on the outskirts of the city, performing to maybe five to ten people a night for a full month, uh, and you know flyering every night and trying to get people in and thankfully since then so that was probably 2014 so mm. you know took almost a decade but people are just starting to show up to shows and it's a long month but it also goes so quick because you're doing the show every night it's like groundhog day where most shows you won't remember because they're fine uh, the killer shows are great, but the the bad shows are the ones that stick with you. You know, mm. you remember those. Um, yeah, it's a weird thing. And again, you don't really see it in the States, but in the UK and here, they love a month-long just gauntlet of comedy. And, I mean, a lot of people make money. Most people, well, it's a very few people make money. Most people lose money. So... Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If your listeners are wanting to get into it, just be prepared for that. Dan's on comedy as well. Dan's how many for gigs? a year? For a year? Yeah. For a year? That's a lot, man. That's a lot of time to do. Then the first thing I ever did was a comedy competition. Right. Daniel Connell and the Stevenson Experience were actually on that same mm. bill. Daniel Connell won. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but I was I was not prepared at all for that. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, comedy would be good. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Let me, let me ask you this. I mic. think you should do stand up comedy. Yeah, do it. I don't think I'm funny in English when I'm talking English. I think I'm really funny in Hindi or Punjabi. Nah, you've been funny today, man. No. I think I'm dancing. I have I'll a very tell nice. You this. I'll tell you this. Not being funny has not stopped a lot of people from doing comedy. Sorry, say that again. Not being funny, yeah, hasn't stopped people from doing comedy. All right, <laughs> so just go for just it. Just go for it. Yeah, I don't aspire <laughs> to do that. I feel like I don't want to be. I would want to have the thrill of it so that I can see um, how I react in an uncomfortable situation. Uh-huh. But I would rather mm-hmm. sit in a group of comedians and I could say 
the most weird and bizarre shit uh-huh. without feeling the need to suppress my ideas or words. Yeah. I cannot go um <clears throat> into an environment where I have to alter my thoughts. Mm. This podcast has been a great experience of me trying to control my tongue again, yeah. you know. But I feel like I wouldn't want to do it be- just because of that one reason. Uh-huh. I just want to say <laughs> most bizarre shit about anyone. That's why I like hang out with Dan because I can say the most hateful racist shit about him. Uh-huh. And he says the same same shit about this me. That's what you should be doing. Exactly, right? Yeah. And why are you censoring yourself? You want to cut through if you want fucking clips, bro, to go wild. That's on the <laughs> you two shitting on each other is where it's at. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, fucking man. ginger cunt. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> He's not gonna say. <laughs> Dan's too nice to say. No, yeah, I am too nice. Yeah, yeah, I guess I wouldn't mind. I just like shitting on people. I'm a bully. You I, are a bully. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now you're bullying that manager. You know, you knew there was no smoking there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still did it though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, your proudest moment. You thought, man, fuck, this is good. Proudest moment, yes. Oh, I'm proudest, not... happiest in your career, career. Just want to try. And, I'm trying to pull some stories out of you, man. Okay. Oh, you want stories? Yes, I mean, please. yeah, but I'm not really a prideful guy, and I'm not very earnest. So, yeah, talking about a moment. Because we're I coming relate. back to the cynicism. I relate. Yeah. I was gonna yeah. say. I was gonna say. Yeah. I'm, I relate to that, man. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I live my life mm. in a very um, high expectation, cynical, and I expect more from myself. Is uh. that something that you? Yeah, well, I have imposter syndrome. Like, I've been on this TV show for three years now. And, like, every time I'm there, I'm like, eh, I don't deserve to be here. Why am I here? You know, I'm not a fucking TV guy, whatever. Like, I feel this, you know, I've done stand-up for so long. But then also, there's a reason I've been on the show for three years. And, you know, there's a, a... a good joke writer and so like you i'm up there delivering basically club jokes on a tv format um yeah and the show itself is whatever but like i guess the fact that you know we've done we're filming our sixth season right now is mm-hmm. something to be i mean how many people can say they've done six seasons of a national well, show so success in australia yeah on a tv show is very hard yeah yeah well yeah most shows don't last three episodes yeah. so like six seasons in and look i know tv is in a death rattle and no one watches anymore but you know to be quite honest i've never watched the yeah TV i've never watched it. Yeah. i've <laughs> never, never watched, watched it i've never watched yeah. australian tv in the last seven years yeah i mean that's what tv is now like right yeah. no everyone just streams now why right. would you actually watch free to air but someone is yeah yeah or if you go and watch free to air or stream it on their shitty website, yeah, there's ads in it anyway. Yeah, mm. not there. For not the a ads. big fan of ads. Yeah, I don't know. No one is. Who's yeah. like fuck yeah. yeah ads, man? I'm Buy all about that. Buy my shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I guess I'll say that in terms of pride, six seasons has been good in terms of upping my profile. You know, with people who uh, are over sixty, and you know. I can still watch free to air. Um, yeah. So you touched you touched on imposter syndrome and this philosopher, German philosopher, name's Nietzsche. I don't know if you've heard about it. Nietzsche. You're asking if I've heard of Frederick Nietzsche. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah. Yes. Um, he said, um, "Every man is an actor of his own ideal." Uh huh. Talks about imposter syndrome. Uh huh. I've heard uh, this so many times. Yeah. Um, I don't have a question there. I just wanted to 
show that I read Nietzsche, maybe. Uh-huh. Um, show off. That's why you do yeah. it. You show you. off. Well, sometimes yeah. you look into the abyss. Sometimes the abyss looks into you. Yeah. Battle I read Nietzsche too, can't <laughs> <laughs> Battle not with monsters unless you become a monster. And if you gaze into the abyss, the abyss gazes also into you. Yeah. I have a tattoo of that here. Do you? I do. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, why? Okay, talk to me. What? Um, what is it? Explain to me what your understanding of that is. Imposter syndrome. No, uh, the monster uh, thing we just. Oh, I was uh, abyss thing we just talked about just now. Yeah, just so we can just talk about philosophy since we landed on a similar subject. Oh, dude, I'm not gonna talk about <laughs> philosophy hungover on a Saturday morning. <laughs> Why, not? Uh, Why not? Let me push you. I Let mean, me I'm more pushy. of a Kierkegaard man myself. <laughs> ah, right. <laughs> Are you reading this guy's Jungian over here? Uh, Dan, <laughs> have you dealt with philosophy? Mm. yeah i mean i got no life philosophy the uh, yeah it's just a i mean your tattoo is just you know one of the classic nietzschean uh passages that really resonates with people i had heard it recently um lex friedman lex friedman no it was a guy who used to profile serial killers and uh, in like the 70s and 80s, right? So he wrote a book, which I think Mindhunter, I don't know if you watched that. Yeah. And he, yeah, referenced that quote as obviously in a more literal fashion that he's working with fucking monsters, monsters. right? And the fact that it, it, it altered him forever, right? And, but in an entertainment, you know, context, it's, uh, you know, it's more of a, to me, it's more about almost navel gazing when you're when you're inward looking all the time and trying to figure out. I, I I'm I prefer to be more surface level with shit, and I feel like you know therapy, all that. I know it's great for people, but to me, it shows unfettered narcissism, and you're not as special as you fucking think. Right, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Hmm. Have you never dealt with therapy? Have you never done head therapy? No. Oh, I've tried. Yeah. What do yeah. you think? Mm-hmm. Not for me. Yeah, not for me I've, too. I've yeah. tried as well. Yeah. But you keep pushing me on therapy all the time. Because I feel like you're a writer and a deep thinker and you need someone who can organize your thoughts and you can't do that to yourself. It's, mm-hmm. n- it's not, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. So if you bounce your ideas with someone who's professionally trained to organize your thoughts, you might actually end up on a better conclusion than you would doing it by yourself. That's that's why I say I push you as mm. well. mm. yeah, anyways okay. all right so we all need therapy <laughs> mass therapy uh-huh. yeah fair i tried it it was it just i feel like if you go through bad experiences and trauma in your life and someone is either you come out as wiser or you come out as a victim so mm-hmm. if you if lots of bad things have happened to you so you should be the wisest of them all yeah that's what i think yeah. okay yep Okay, <laughs> so if if not comedy, then what what are your other interests and hobbies? What, what how do you spend your time? Uh, I mean, I'm a jock, I guess, at heart. So I just play tennis as much as possible. Right, I used to play baseball. Um, the oh, fuck, just watch a ton of NFL. Yeah, the American sports are still deeply entrenched in my. And uh, you? Yeah. yeah. Um. Trying to go to the gym, you know, I have a, have a fiance of five years who she's real active and, you know, like, so there's never a lot of sitting around. Right. You know? Yeah. Mm. So, 
Yeah, it's that's basically it, man. I guess I'm pretty basic in that I'll just play tennis, watch tennis, or write comedy, do comedy. That sums wow. it up, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah. man, we need, really need to set up this game for this podcast, and we're asking him very basic questions. Step it, <laughs> gotta step it up no, a little. No, I'm not saying yeah. your questions are basic. No, I'm just I'm saying I'm basic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's what's next? Do you do you live your life in future? Do you like you think about the next thing, or like more of a present? Probably not guy? as much as I should. Should? Yeah, yeah. I'm happy just kind of working on what's right in front of me Mm. um and then i know that really you should be like have especially in comedy have projects on the boil all the time like this is next that's next but if your calendar fills up with gigs i'm like "Ah, that's enough Mm -hmm. you know i'm doing doing plenty of shows so yeah is it stressful in between uh if not working if the calendar's empty yeah yeah but it's it's been rare you know at least for the past eight years or mm. so um, because people book far in advance. Mm. So yeah, an empty calendar is pretty nerve wracking, but also take about a month off a year and just, you know, go travel and go back to the States. And so kind of an empty calendar means I just got a holiday coming mm. up and just travel around and drink and, you know, someone said that if you want to be funny, you should travel, do weird shit, get more experiences. Do you think, yeah. Do you agree with that statement? It depends on your style of comedy. Like uh, the comics who are better storytellers, mm-hmm. um, definitely it's all about experience, right? Like, uh, I don't know, do you know Tommy Little? Oh, yeah. 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 He is, has now, you know, milked his life experience for all his solo shows. So now he's like flying planes and like mm-hmm. swimming yeah. the English Channel and shit just so he has something to talk about for an hour, right? Right. And uh, which is a privilege because, you know, he's got the money to be able to do that shit. But for me, I mean, yeah, just being out in the world, hopefully some kind of observation or something comes up. Yeah. But I think it depends on the the style of comedy. Mm. Um, But yeah, I'm not like going out and, you know, bungee jumping off the Grand Canyon. Purposely doing shit just so that you can get some materials. Yeah. Mm, I see what you mean. Yeah. But I travel enough where, you know, something will happen. But I just find in day to day life, uh, I'll think of something, or like in just chatting to people, something mm. comes up, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's something. So, yeah. Did then, your parallel brain at the back of your mind thought of anything funny from this podcast experience? Well, you guys made me think that uh, a cure for my daughter story might work. So, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. If it doesn't, it's on you. You should you. do that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Put it on me. All right. Put it on this podcast. I'll do it tonight. Do it tonight. Good. I'll report Are you back. performing tonight? Yeah. Where about? Uh, Comedy Republic. In Comedy the Republic. Yes. Well, We'll come see you then. All right. No promises again, but All still. Right. That's fine. You'll, I'll, I'll know where you are because you'll be smoking in the back of the room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just just a brown dude just sitting, yeah, yeah, yeah. hashing in the glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I know who that yeah, is. Yeah. I'll just be like, really? <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Do you have a best friend? Uh, oh, no, that's a, that's a question I've never, I've never asked that. I'm just curious. Do you have a best friend? I would say, well, so the follow-up, do you want one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, I have guys that I've known since I was four years old. We grew up on the mm-hmm. same street, and we go out of our way to meet every year since I've left the country. So... I would consider them. Yeah, it's weird. I have American. It sounds so like 
high school, but I've American best friends and then mm. like Australian ones for sure. Mm. And what I love about these guys is that they're uh, not in showbiz in any way, right? So, well, like I love comedians. Some of my closest friends are comics or, you know, in show business in some uh, uh, way. But like the people who aren't in showbiz do not give a fuck how many followers you have or, you know, Very like, true. yeah, or, or what, like, <coughs> how many shows you're doing mm-hmm. if you're selling out. They, you know, they just want to talk shit and, you know, like make fun of each other. And that's, I mean, that's yeah. true friendship. Whereas I feel like with comedy, there's an underlying competitiveness or just i don't know a uh it it's still true friendship friendship but it's it's not not as important to me if that makes sense yeah that makes sense yeah it does because they don't have any underlying agenda fuck i'm so yeah i know what you're saying yeah 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 it's and it's not even everyone has an agenda but it's just um you can meet up with comics and just shit on other comics and like, yeah. you know, gossip and all that. And that's fun. But I feel like it's a, it's more of a superficial friendship. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I, so we had this guest on, was it, uh, it was, I think it was Oleg, the, uh, the philosopher we had on. You had Nietzsche on. Fuck. <laughs> I wish, man. Yeah. We had a Russian historian. So he's an Hansen lecturer of, at yeah. the University of Melbourne on Russian history. Yeah. And he's done so a doctorate, doctorate philosophy, of philosophy yeah. from New South Wales. So he's 33, like well-read, well-studied dude, proper Russian guy, tough. Uh, he also uh, looks like an assassin as well. He does. Bro. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'll show you his picture after this. Did you ask him if he has a best friend? <laughs> I should. We'll get him back. I'll ask you. That's the first you question. Should, you should. You should. <laughs> Uh, probably name a book or a philosopher is like Nietzsche is my f- best mm. friend. But I asked him, I said, um, I feel like um, like American people have, I won't be able to articulate what I'm trying to say. It's like they have soul, they have spirit, they have drama there. I miss that here. Uh-huh. Do you, would you agree with that? I mean, fuck, dude. <laughs> I feel like. I, I, I mean, I. Hey, so you're saying Australia? I'll cut this have... part if you if you don't want to say. No, dude, it's that's this isn't on me. This is on you. Yeah. Yeah. You're saying yeah. you're making a broad <laughs> generalization that Australians don't have soul or spirit or. Again, I feel like I'm I can right. yeah. form <laughs> this question in a much better way if I think think deeply about it. But I feel like I'm missing that X factor here. Uh huh. I've heard it said before that um, in America there's exceptionalism, right, where everyone is trying their hardest to i don't know maybe it's the american dream which is you know obviously a very tenuous term um term but the i've heard people say that in australia people are just kind of happy to kind of cruise along yes is that what you're getting at i guess yes i don't know if i agree with it totally especially because i've seen some absolute sociopaths that are all about you know drama and well power you know mm. money and uh, the capitalists, you know, strive for success, right? True. And I think that exists in any capitalist country, That's right? That's true, yeah. Um, and Americans, I mean, obviously I have a large love and affinity for Americans and uh, Australians as well. Mm. But I don't think, yeah, to say... 
to say Americans have like that built into them and Australians, yeah, in general don't, I think is a bit, a bit of a rage. A, like a generic thing to say, very generalized. Yeah, statement. well, it is generalized, but it's like, I, I mean, cause I know so many Americans that just cruise through life and then that are just, mm. you know, fucking. Maybe I'm basing this opinion on the things I'm watching on internet TV series. Maybe yeah. that that's why I haven't lived that life as i've lived here so maybe i am actually generalizing yeah it was a curious question i'm not making it oh no 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 I was, um, that's yeah. uh, no it's good to discuss man. yeah it is yeah. yeah i mean what do you think you're the australian dan put your I think, I, th I think you're off off base yeah mm. yeah um okay i don't agree but it's because you, you haven't You've only been here for six years. And also, I don't have a massive social circle yeah. of, like, you don't have interesting say sociopaths who are, like, crazy yeah. um, in their own. Um, they're just very normal, chill dudes yeah. Yeah. I hang around with. Uh, most of them are, are Indians, actually. They're all brown. Um, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> well, I think there's probably, like, a disconnect there for you I guess, well. I guess, yeah. yeah. I need to get more into a comedy scene and Well, the Americans with. you're kind of exposed to, I guess, would be, you know what fucking huge famous true you know, yeah like that's what i said yeah. Yeah. yeah so um but that exists in australia as well you know work at a top tier law firm or uh get into show business wow. and, yeah you'll see it cool yeah. do you meet any sociopaths uh when you were a lawyer oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. big big different people yeah. um who have you do you have any stories for us that you can re remember uh yeah, I mean, the firm that I work for, I guess it's been so long since I worked for him that um, it doesn't matter really. But um, they represented also huge mining companies as right. well. So they were had no problem just to them. I mean, this all gets a bit dicey. Uh, native title and indigenous rights were just a hurdle to get past to, you know, for their mind to profit mm. or the company they work for to profit. So it was, um, yeah, I mean, you see that. And then just guys who are partners of law firms by the time they're in their mid-30s are ruthless in a way that they don't give a shit what other people's you know feelings are you know none of that right. comes right. into play right. so i mean they say that every ceo of a major company is, has, a, is a psychopath yeah, yeah, yeah purely yeah so well to be a psychopath you have to do a crime and if they've done it that actually does make them psychopath on paper as well yeah <sighs> maybe sociopath more than psycho. oh, psychopath what's the difference Sociopath is just someone who actually has no consideration for or empathy for any other people. No mm. empathy, no compassion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Awesome. I think you've got it in you. Yeah. yeah. Me? Yeah. I have that. And I think you should have that, man. Uh, you should. I, but his thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me explain. You should have that because I feel like um, you need, his, his is what I resonate with. You need bad people to keep other bad people out of the door. But... I feel like I have a lot of compassion, a lot of integrity, a lot of values that I've learned from uh, my parents and the environment I grew up in. So, again, I have to do a crime to be called a socio or a psychopath. Yeah. I haven't done any. Um, oh, that we know. Last You're night got close, uh, but still. Uh, <laughs> You're only 26. But again, yeah. man, this is this is really fun, man. I, I, I hope we were worth your time. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having and, me. And uh, thank you for being here, man. Yeah. You're awesome. And please do use that uh, that story. Oh, I'll try it tonight. Try I'll, it. I'll report sure. back. Yeah. Let me know how it goes. Try it. Yeah. See how you do it. I will. Okay.